This is the Partnership for the Arts talk show. Hey everyone, welcome back into the science fiction studio in the Magic City. I am your host, Dave Bice. This podcast is brought to you by Partnership for the Arts Group, and we got a show for you today. And we're going to be delving into one of my favorite subjects, and that involves Fake Comic Book Publishing Company, and they're going to be joining us just in a minute. So hold on, because I'll be right back with my cup of coffee. This is Partnership for the Arts Podcast. Come join us as we explore the art worlds of science fiction. You can find us on our Facebook page at Sci-Fi Verse Group Podcast. Or you can find us on our website at pftatalkshow.org. Science Fiction Studios is recorded in the magic city of Birmingham, Alabama. Okay, everyone, so we are back, and as promised, we are talking with Fate Comics via Zoom, and they are in my hometown, St. Louis. So I want to welcome you all to the show. You guys can hear me okay? Correct. Perfect. Okay, so let's start with introductions. I'm Thomas. I am the owner of Fate Comics. I'm Dave. I'm one of the writers. Okay. I'm Jen, and I'm just the all-around manager. 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 <laughs> okay, <your> manager. <laughs> there you go. Okay, good. Now, I want to start with the fact that, again, we met at the St. Louis Comic Con a couple of months back, and I came across your table, and we started talking about your, maybe it was your first series, the Harrier series that you yeah, guys carry. I actually bought the pack for all three. So I've had a chance to read that and enjoy it. I love the idea of it. I thought I'd like to have you guys on the show because it gives a chance for one, St. Louis hometown, get another promo and it's comics. Can't go wrong with that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's start with fake comics. Why that name? It was originally going to start as like bottled comics or something. And then I was like, it doesn't have that ring. You never told me that. <laughs> <laughs> and and so I started thinking about it going, you know, the, the way my life's gone, you know, it goes in one direction than another. It's like it's, it's just changing fates. And that's why I decided to go with fake comics. Love it. I also like the logo. I mean, it, it looks like it's neon lit. It's cool. Yeah, that, That's what <laughs> we were going for. <laughs> so, Thomas, that was you speaking. You started fake comics. Yeah, November 2021. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you got into, I guess, writing and you decided, what, why not? Let me go ahead and just start a comic publishing company. Was that the way it went? <laughs> <laughs> Started with mostly just writing at the time, writing the comics and trying to get them published. Usually when you're starting off, most of these companies are going to go, no, right. no. And I got to a point where I was like, well, why don't I do it myself? Why don't I go out there and create something that I, I already love writing and just go for it? 
He thinks he's a Thanos of the comic book community. <laughs> Fine, I'll do it myself. <laughs> well, Dave, I appreciate you you straightening it out and explaining exactly what Tom was doing. <laughs> that's, what am, that's what he does. <laughs> I am what I am, and I do what I can. <laughs> Makes it interesting. Okay, well, speaking of that, Dave, Yo. you go tell us what you do with fake comics. Well, I'm the other writer for Fake Comics. There, mm-hmm. well, Tommy and I write, and we can't draw for crap. So, <laughs> yeah, like I was saying, like I was telling you earlier, I try to draw a stick figure. It it looks up at me, flips me the bird in three different languages, and runs to the other side of the country to get away from me. <laughs> so, you know, I've been writing for about 30, 30 or so years in like pro style format, and then he came to me in December of twenty twenty one, said, "Hey." You want to start writing for me? And I said, why not? You know, we're already hanging out every weekend. What's why not get paid for it? Plus, I love the product and I'm here for it. Yeah. So have you guys worked together before, Dave? Yeah. And, you know, we've known each other for easily about seven years now, something like that. Eight or nine, I think. I would would round it out to today's Wednesday. That works. That so works. Him and I have had a long standing rapport. And then with Jen, adding Jen into the mix, it just became a perfect batch of crazy. You got to love that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially when it comes to me, because they, here's a quick uh, little story. This was Fan Expo Chicago. They oh. told, yes, I, <laughs> yes, I am telling that story. Go ahead, go for yeah. it. So the they, it is the oh, toilet paper yeah. story. So we're been they, forewarned. So they, it's clean. I promise. <laughs> Not so. a crappy story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it, no. I, Not a let him go. <laughs> <laughs> so they tell me to go take a comic book over to a celebrity, and on the way back, I just had to use the men's room, and I saw that the staff of uh, the Donald Stevens convention convention center up there had left their toilet paper rolls in a box untended <laughs> the inner voice in my brain just said just do it and I was like well can't argue with that so I proceeded to uh, bring a full unopened roll of toilet paper back to the table just to see what they would do <laughs> I, I give the comic he comes back with toilet paper <laughs> okay you know that turned out a lot better than I thought it was going to go because I was going <laughs> to wait for someone to say you had to hang it out of the back of your pants. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's too well expected from me. <laughs> I, I, I like to flip the script and keep them on their toes. Well, at least you keep it interesting, Dave. Okay, so Jen, Jennifer, your <laughs> turn. I, what I'd like to do, think with the sound, Dave, I think you're closer, so you're sounding good. I'm not sure about Thomas and Jen. I might be getting a little bit of echo in the background there. So we're trying to squeeze in a little bit. There more. you go. That, that sounds much better. Yeah, that's okay. There we go. So, Jen, how did you get involved with these two? Well, I knew Dave from previous job that mm-hmm. we worked together on, and he introduced me to Tommy about two years ago. Yeah, about two years ago, we all just started hanging out and Tommy started the fake comics, became <laughs> became the manager of the chaos. <laughs> so it was, hey, come on in and see what we're doing. Thanks for managing, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But yeah, it's, it's fun working with these guys. 
no doubt. Really enjoy all of the comics that are coming out of fate right now. And these, cause these two are fantastic writers. Like I said, I got a chance to read the Harrier one, two, and three. And I love the way you guys leave in a lot of mystery, which is what I like and open ends of things going on, but you pulled it in really quick. And, uh, I was like, yep, this is, this is really good. So I'm going to use that as a segue to go into your comics. So I mentioned Harrier. Then you have the Wardens is another one, right? Yep. And then uh, Roommates and I guess the newest one, Flurry. Yep. Yep. Tell me something about the creative process when you go through to create these lines. Okay. So with Harrier, it started out with the character from there. I pick a background and what their past might be where mm-hmm. I can truly mold the character together and then from there what challenge do i want to have this character go towards in order to defeat the main villain of the story okay okay as you've read in issue one that she is very fearless she's ready to go (laughs) things happen and uh Without so I'm not trying to spoil the book for anybody but suddenly at the end of that issue her whole world is turned upside down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you say she, let, let's go ahead and at least give us the main character's name. Olivia Jones. Olivia Jones. Right. Now I, I'll try not to spoil it either, but <laughs> Olivia Jones, she is detective. Yes. A, a detective. Right. And that leads to several scenarios that end up being very dangerously. And yep. then that whole kind of dangerous world just opens up to her in book one and then you you go through more of the detail in book two and then i like the way you did three but i'm assuming that's not the last issue right no we we do have book four i didn't know if it was in that time i, I no, would have thought we didn't have it quite yet Might yeah i had not. one two and three do you have the harrier what was the next line that came the out one to come out was wardens so wardens follows the main character named amanda dragwald she herself is a warden, which is a ancient class of warriors that go after huge threats in this world. Okay. The world itself is a fantasy 1940s world and covers many different mythologies as well inside of it. Excellent. The next line, what was the next one? Roommates? That would be the roommates. Yeah. Okay. How about that one? And that one is our webtoon, which is actually free to read on. on right. Um, we actually just finished a Kickstarter to get a physical copy going. Okay. Yeah. But um, the premise of roommates is two roommates, Vince and Abby, who have a interesting set of adventures. So it's, it's kind of got a bit of everything, you know, some, some comedy, some action, some kind of real life, uh, situations as they go through their journeys. Okay. All right. Now, the one that Dave was getting excited about there, uh, Flurry, new Flurry. line, right? Yep. yep. Okay. So, why don't you, what have you tell us about that? Flurry, it's an X Men inspired tale about a girl named Alex Riley. She contracts a disease. And the way this, the way it works in the Harrier verse is people who get this disease 
you basically have two chances. You either come out of it with superpowers or you die. Okay. Or okay. that's what it appears to be. Alex came out of it with the dominion over ice, cryokinetics. And so she's, and when the book starts, she's about 12 years old. You know, she's a little kid. And the first book basically goes into the genesis of the, the evolved disease, how it works, and how it reacts to Alex. Okay. So she basically, when she gets these powers, she has to decide, do I want to save the world or do I want to just live there? Right. Right. You know? Okay. By the time the, by the time book two really kicks up, you'll start seeing a lot of action sequences begin. Okay. Do you have both books out now or issue one? Issue one has hit our digital storefront at fatecomicspublishing.com. Mm-hmm. Um, at QuadCon in St. Charles at the Olympia Athletic Center. We'll have, we'll have uh, first-run copies that I'll be signing. Okay, <laughs> excellent. Okay, all right, so you've got those. Now, I noticed when I when I looked at it, um, you two are writers. Yep. Jen's managing all of you for that. <laughs> yeah. Trying to. <laughs> Trying to. You don't have a whole team in-house. You actually work with people and I think this is a correct statement around the world, right? Yeah. Artists and letters and yeah, and stuff. Yep. Okay. Now that's pretty cool. So tell me, how did, how did you end up going with that and making that decision? And how did you find them? So it kind of started basically all the way at Harrier One. And when I noticed overseas, you can get, you know, $75 is going to buy you high quality stuff like you've seen in and three and maybe issue four. That, okay. That, okay. All right. Yeah. And you're starting out your publishing company. You're starting out. You've got a very limited budget to work with. You you can't spend thousands and thousands of dollars on just getting the book done because then you also have printing, publishing, and marketing costs. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. On top of it. Not to mention you guys being on the road and going to cons. So there's that cost on top of it from just starting with, with one book. So I, I, I think everybody listening completely understands that, especially being an indie comic publishing company as you are starting out. And for the fact that you've only been pretty much a year and you've already, you've already got four lines out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there's, there's, well, there's more coming, but we'll talk about that later. I assume. Yeah, actually that's, that's very good, Tom, because you just took the words right out of my mouth because <laughs> you need to hold on and everybody yeah. will be right back because we got to take our commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to continue talking with fake comics and we're going to find out what they're going into next, where they're going to be next. And then we're going to catch up on a few other things that nobody knows about except us here in the studio that you're all going to find out when we come back. So Ooh, hold on. Spooky, spooky. <laughs> Hi, I'm Iris Kane, independent novelist and author of the Blood Tribe Trilogy, and I listen to Science Fiction Studios.
Okay, everyone, we are back and we are talking with Fake Comics. We've been talking with them about where they started with uh, Thomas, Dave, and Jen. I'd like to go into a little conversation we had during the break. These covers that you've got for your your line coming out or you have done, uh, you actually have some pretty cool names that you've worked with. Yep. So... Our, our variant cover for Harrier issue three was done by Mustafa Musa, who is a noted inker for DC, Marvel, Image, mm-hmm. IDW. Pretty much anybody, anybody you can think of, he's done the inking for. Yeah, he's he's worked with, with, I guess, about every line you can think of. Just about. And yeah. we contacted him and we got him to do a variant cover for issue three, which you can find on our website as well. Yes, a pointless shilling here. <laughs> And then the other one we did, it, it's our variant for Harrier issue four, which was actually drawn by Chad Harden of DC Comics. He does Mark yeah. Quinn. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Now, Chad did Harrier four variant. Yeah. Who did Masada do? Which, which one did he do? Three. Three. Okay. Yes. So yeah. four... The Chad one is the variant cover, but the original was actually done by the artist himself. Okay. Dickie Milana. Milana. Yeah. He, to me, was probably one of the most talented I've worked with. I do plan to eventually have him back on a series. I'm sure as you've seen when you read you read through Harriers one through three, the art style had changed two different artists and then four is different artists as well. There was just problems within the process. But for those covers, uh, one and two were done by an Italian artist. Um, she's very talented and does a lot of work. I saw her stuff and I was like, man, that's it's it's good. Okay. All right. Now, when you reach out to these artists, do you find them usually receptible? I mean, do they they have a time frame in mind that you can work with? Have you have you had an issue with that? I haven't really haven't had an issue when it comes to covers. Uh, mm-hmm. Cover wise, they're they're pretty on it. They will tell you if their schedule doesn't fit it or where it might fit at. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's usually the cover wise that you can get that. But when it comes to pages, you really sometimes are just taking a shot in the dark. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I was kind of wondering about that. All right, so now. I want to ask you a next question. Your comic line, do you have a common universe that you set the characters in? Do you have crossovers? Yes. So Harrier is the world we start in. And as for right now, we are calling it Harrierverse. Okay. So there are many other characters that are kind of come in, starting with Flurry. She's actually going to be the first new hero we have coming into this universe that we set up yep. in the same universe and they will they will link up from time to time oh okay okay so you do have a, not only crossover but you're going to have a team ups with them yeah oh yeah yeah oh, we've got cool. plans for we've got plans for a team up we've got plans for crossovers yeah we got we got some good stuff in the works coming out okay well that's <laughs> well that's that's good because that leads to the next question dave what are you guys working on now that you're going to be coming out with so at least from what i know unless 
he's changed the script <laughs> on me. We are definitely going to be ha- coming out with more issues of Flurry, more issues of Harrier. We are definitely going to have them do a, like a special team up in, yeah. in like a one shot issue where they have to deal with something together. Eventually, I'm going to talk to him about something with Wardens crossing over or trying to figure something out. Mm-hmm. That's a rich vein of creativity to be tapped. Yeah, and I I like the I like the setup and the era of time that you put that in. That's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting because you don't you don't really see a lot of like 1940s fantasy noir mm-hmm. with the Greek, Egyptian, Chinese mythologies blended together. Uh-huh. So, awesome. Touching back to something we we're saying earlier, uh, Tommy was saying about the wardens. Basically, the wardens are the BPRD from Hellboy on steroids. <laughs> Whereas the BPRD bump back, the wardens will just throw you off a cliff and be done with it. <laughs> well, I think that's, I can't ask for a better intro for that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's, he's the, he's, he's the, the voice. <laughs> Okay, I want to talk a little bit more about the creative process. I mean, does one work on an idea that comes up with an idea and then you guys start pitching it back and forth? How does that work? So idea-wise, I have a huge like list of characters and you know, I'll talk to him. It's like, hey, this character I have here is an idea and I want to talk to you about it to get them started and get them going. Okay. And if he has something in mind with his book, he'll come to me, say, hey, I want to do this. Can we do this? Or is there another way to, you know, story-wise, not run into each other? And okay. one, thing I, one thing I will add on to that is usually he's pretty receptive about it. Like if I, want, if I say, hey, I want to do Flurry Fights Godzilla. Or something, in the, <laughs> something in the book, you know, that's just an example. Toho, please don't sue me for that. I swear, <laughs> you, you ain't gonna get nothing from me. This face is a kaiju, just put it that yeah, way. a kaiju. Like, say I want Flurry to face a kaiju, and I and I tell him that he'll ask me some questions, you know, hey, because he wants to make sure that it makes sense, you know, because with the characters crossing over and you know, and here's a little bit of spoiler for the fans come for something coming up. You know, you heard it here first. <laughs> Flurry and Harrier exist in the same city. Okay. So, so okay. like, if I have a giant kaiju stomping through the city, it's obviously going to affect yeah. his character. So, you know, he'll, he'll be like, hey, well, why don't you do this? Or, hey, let's save that for something down the line. He's okay. generally receptive to it. So and that's the one thing with him and I being friends for so long, we know how to pitch it to each other without the other one going, thinking, shut up. <laughs> I didn't just hear that, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Well, he still says that. Yeah, the basic thing we wanted to do when creating, especially the Harrier universe we have going, is we didn't want it to create it like, uh, you know, the big boys, Marvel and DC, where... Mm-hmm you have these characters sometimes running into each other and in order to stay with the story, you have to jump to another title to know yeah. what's going on. We didn't, we didn't we want that, but they can yeah. have appearances without it affecting somebody else's story. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause you know, 
like the big boys is if they start a story in one they carry that arc through about every title they got <laughs> no, it's boring, man. i just had yeah. 90s <laughs> my, my 1990s kids wallet just screamed from the ages <laughs> okay so dave i noticed you said your character is flurry yours well tommy created he like he gave me the name and kind of a nebulous idea and i kind of went i can roll with that and just poof just created <laughs> new life into it so i mean really that's his question i create the ideas and of these characters what their powers might be and you know s- small little details and then basically what i did is i go hey i got the this uh character characters that i think you'd be good at at writing and so he you know he'll look at it go hey i want to do this and you know most of the time i'm going to give that creative control over to who's writing it because i I always feel if they have a passion for it it's going to be better off that way right absolutely so i guess the short version of that answer is (laughs) it's owned it's owned by fake comics but under my custodial care okay all right yeah it's your baby so to speak there yeah you go. basically right. right okay okay now tommy you've been mentioning that that you you work out the characters the backgrounds and you get a full picture of them dave i mean you start a creative process you've kind of follow that same line <laughs> especially throughout the years the way my creative process works is mm-hmm. I'll have an idea or like I'll start with like this solid concrete idea and I'll work back. Okay. And I'll start building like say, okay, I want to have I, I, don't, I don't know, popcorn man. There we go. Cause I got a bag of popcorn. <laughs> the, the dude, uh, I see the picture in my head. Dude's throwing bags of popcorn. Why? What, what possessed him to do this? And then I'll just start, you know, kind of putting the pieces on the Lego machine together as I think back and then everything just kind of flows in together. Okay. Okay. Yeah. At all. Yeah. I, I get you. You got the idea. You've seen a picture in your head and now you kind of let the story build on itself. It tells the right. story and you pick it up from there then, huh? Exactly. And then like, if I, if I really want something that, that might affect the Harrier verse, then I go to him about it. Okay. Um, mostly it's, I see something in my head and I start building backwards to figure out how that picture I've seen will come to life. Okay. All right. All right. Now, Jen, you've been over there sitting quiet for a while. I've got a question for you. Sure. Are these guys being honest? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. Okay. So you get involved in this. And they're going around and they're throwing around these ideas and they start working on them. Do you actually have to kind of pull them back at all? Um, when it comes to the characters, not really. I mean, they'll tell me about them and, you know, I'll say, oh, yeah, I like this. But, you know, this person could be doing something else and, you know, just kind of give them a little bit of feedback. But really it's the two of them just bouncing stuff off of each other and 
and okay. feeding off of each other. You'll give you'll give them some input, then you get to manage everything else. That's yeah. it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, no. she she's the no. one that drags us back from the abyss when we go too far. <laughs> so I, I'm getting a good picture of this. Literally, the two thirds is a creative team, and the one Jen gets to manage everything else. Yeah. <laughs> To make fake comics be fake comics. <laughs> think, think of it like this. We're, Tommy and I are like two nerd bulls pulling the sled. And she's the one on, on the uh, sled with the whip going, yo, knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> or move a little faster. <laughs> yeah. They will. They, you know, we've gone out to eat or, or even just hanging out and they'll get into a deep conversation to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm going to just start reading because they're so involved in the talking characters over that I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to sit here and read. And <laughs> well, that's not a bad thing at all. Uh, no, no, it's, it's, it's great. It really is the fact that, you know, Tommy and Dave, you two get a chance to work together. You, you've known each other. You get to work day in and day out and you haven't killed each other yet. So yeah. you know, <laughs> that's a good thing. Minus the bat, baseball and shield go, coming into play are, are really working to make fake comics go in the direction you guys wanted to go. That's incredible and quite rare. A lot of it comes with just respect, you know, respect for each other. You know, like if him and I do have any sort of like dispute that one of us kind of takes it. What do you do? Oh, it's it's like just respect for each other, respect for ourselves and a definite respect for the brand. You know, the two of us are comic book. Like We're obsessed with comics. We're always reading, always talking about something. Mm. And <laughs> after years and years and years of reading these comics where it's just. You guys get to the bloody point <laughs> and seeing these ideas just recycled and recycled and going, you know, you got to buy this comic, you got to buy this comic. We're like, you know what? We're going to do it ourselves. And if him and I ever have like a serious dispute, we sit down and we talk about it. Yeah. We don't raise our voices. You know, we just say, hey, this is how I feel. Or, you know, I'll say, hey, this is how you made me feel. We'll talk about it. We'll bump fists. We'll come to an agreement. And it's usually ironed out in what? 15 minutes if that pretty much and then we just let it go excellent excellent okay now i need you to swing the camera back over to jen for a second <laughs> oh boy here we go <laughs> jen are yeah. they telling me the truth <laughs> yeah well yes because we i mean it there's been times where even at what was we had it. We had something happen at one of the Chicago. I think it was what is Chicago or St. Louis. I think something happened. Yeah, something happened. What was? It? I, don't I don't even remember. I mean, that's how. Oh, St. Louis. What it was St. Louis. It was St. Louis. Tom, Tommy said something that I got kind of quiet, and we talked about it that night, and it got ironed out real quick. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where if if any of us take something too personally, or it's normally me. <laughs> It's normally me taking it personally. Yeah. Um, well, it is. Uh, yeah. I mean, we will just be like, hey, sorry that I took it personally. Sorry I said that whatever it was. And then 
You're good to go. And yeah, now now that we've gone to so many cons, yeah, we have our traditions that we have to do. Yeah, we throwing pickles out car windows. <laughs> <laughs> the pickles. <laughs> what is that? Tell me that now. <laughs> Here we go. So, I have a love for pickles. Okay. If any any of you viewers out there have any suggestions for pickles for me to try. Send it to <laughs> Fake Comics Publishing. Hop on Fake Comics. Tell us. And if you say Van Hooten pickles, I will find you. <laughs> so it started off with QuadCon uh, Peoria. Here, here's the uh, part in the scene where you... It started with Chicago. Was it Chicago? It was Chicago. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so we found I found some pickles in Chicago, and I really liked them. And I ate them. And all was well. So we're going to QuadCon Peoria, and I'm like, I need to find some pickles. I really want pickles, which nothing new. We stop at uh, we stop at a rest stop outside of what Spoon or Spoon Spoon River, you know Spoon River, uh, Ill. Illinois, just before the Iowa border there. Oh wait, then this was when we went to Davenport. Yes. There's so many cons. Or no, yes. Area. I'm sorry. It was Davenport. <laughs> We've been to too many cons this year. We really have. <laughs> anyway, so we stop at a rest stop, and I happen to see that the vending machine has pickles. Okay. Yes. Yes. You, <laughs> yes, listeners, and yes, already befuddled host, pickles in a rest stop vending machine. Crazily enough, it was a refrigerated vending machine. Well, that's good. That's a good I, start. <laughs> I pay the money, get the pickles. We go back out and we get going. We're in the car and we're in the truck. And ooh, X Men, nice. Mm. <laughs> me, me and my, my coffee mic, yeah, one of my coffee mics. Me and my ADHD man. <laughs> <laughs> so we get this, we get this pickle, and I open it up and I take a drink of the juice, and the juice is a little, a little off kilter. And I'm like, okay, it's probably just the juice. I go to take a bite of this pickle. I take a big old bite of this thing. It's bad. Oh, so nasty. And what was worse, I got pickle juice on my shirt. And we're doing like 80 miles an hour down the highway. The truck cab now smells like pickle juice. Nasty pickle juice. Speed limit. Whatever. <laughs> so we're okay. We're doing the speed limit, which was like 75. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so we're doing 80. And uh, and the car behind us, I, I looked I looked back behind us and this doofus carry made the mistake of having the windows unlocked. I roll down the window, whee! Pickle goes flying out the window, bagging everything. Now I'm sitting there grumping about it because I want my pickles. And I'm like, wait, what is that smell? And I realized that I've got pickle juice on my shirt. So in my infinite wisdom, I wrote, I take my shirt off while we're still driving. I'm in the passenger seat. Take off my shirt, wing it out the window, <laughs> 80 miles an hour, holding this shirt like a flag, trying to air out the pickles. <laughs> we hit was it a fake comic shirt? <laughs> no, oh, no, it God. was a, it was a Halo UNSC T-shirt. I still <laughs> have the shirts. I managed. Okay. To Survives. Oh yeah. So we stopped at uh, the Iowa 80 truck stop. You know the whole biggest truck stop in in the United States. Whatever. 
<laughs> and I was trying to find Febreze. I tell them I'm going to go find Febreze. I come back with auto Febreze. <laughs> it worked. It worked. <laughs> it worked, but man, it was a it was a funky smoke. Our travels are always interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I I think I learned a valuable lesson here. <laughs> I was suspected in the first place, and everybody was listening to you knew the same thing that you found out the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't Screw buy a pickle from a vending machine. <laughs> yeah. I still might. <laughs> Depends on the brand. But there this, you go. <laughs> this just tells you like how much we get along and right that we're having fun with this. Yeah, right. When, when you're when you're when you've got a friendship and a and a working relationship like the three of us have, it's not work. It's fun. You know that's that's always the saying when you're doing something you love. It's not really a job. But the fact that that you all obviously get along the way you do, and you've got a good in, you've got a good teamwork there, and and then poor Jen has to put it all together. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, no, it's good. I mean, you yeah. know, I had a chance to talk to you guys uh, when we met at the Comic Con, and it was brief. Um, you guys got busy, but I, I could tell there was a good rapport there, uh, and that's one of the reasons why I said, look, you know, let's think about having you come on the show. Took a while for you guys to get here, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but, we, we had a little bumps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, you guys were busy with cons. I understand. You guys are really emerged in your world, and that's a good thing. Yeah. The day we stop reading comic books <laughs> is the day we hang up everything and just walk away. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like the day, the day that's we never gonna happen. No. Right. <laughs> but it's like if you love what you do, keep doing it. Keep pressing at it, keep grinding, and you're going to come up with something good eventually. Found the grind that we like, and we're hammering it out. There you go. There you go. Thank you, Dave. That's that's good. No, I'm serious. That That's good because you guys got it. I was going to ask you if you got any words of advice besides don't eat pickles out of a vending machine. <laughs> yeah. That, 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 uh, what? <laughs> What he just said um, definitely, definitely was pretty much it. The yeah. only other bit of advice I've got, and this is something I've told people who come up to the table, and I've told people that I've talked to for the last 30 years of me writing, don't get discouraged. It Don't get down on yourself if you produce something that's a stinker. It's just one piece. There, You will get better. Right. Keep pushing. You're gonna you're gonna hone your craft, you're gonna sharpen it, and you're gonna come out with something great. There you but go. You have to keep going. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Practice makes perfect, right? You keep going after it. Exactly. exactly. Right. <laughs> if you gotta work in comics, you really can't get offended easily. It's not a good thing. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> comics is a uh a fix. That's one word, I guess. <laughs> um, the other word I was going to use is it's it surrounds the real world. And if you're affected by the real world, this may not be for you. You know what I mean? Like it's comics in general cover a lot of tough topics. And if you're not ready for it, you, you might not like it. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. And, you know, let's face it. Uh, unfortunately, the industry 
as it has progressed through through many decades, it, it at times has come to a very cutthroat business. But it's great because the indie comics, such as yourself, Tango Comics, and, and many others, have a cohesion and, and try and work together. And the fact that uh, brings me to my next point. You guys actually have a submission on your website, and they want to see about talking to you about it. You guys are obviously open to it. That was a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Tommy, tell me about that. Why did you decide that, you know, hey, we're going to open this up and talk to other people that maybe want to do the same thing or get started? Um, so when I started it, I, I, you know, initially it was a future goal to have is kind of have what image and dark horse have is a way to bring indie or, you know, independent creators and their projects, um, and give them a chance. Mm -hmm. And the more I thought about it, it was more like, you know, not everybody can go to cons, not everybody it can afford to print, you know, their books and sell their books and have a platform for people to go read their stuff. And with the way we usually go to a con every month, if not two, I was like, you know, I could probably help these guys out without, you know, them having to put down a contract saying, Hey, um, yeah, I'll carry your book. But I want you to, I want you to have, you know, three to four issues already done. Mm. It's more the process where, hey, you, you know, you have this book done. I can give you a platform to gain this viewership. And yeah. so it would be put on, you know, print and uh, our Patreon as well. Okay. All right. Now, obviously, you can't have it open to everyone and you can't service everyone out there you know we would all love be able to help everyone that, yeah. that ever wants to do a book you've obviously got some guidelines i, I looked on your website there yeah. so you're looking for particular things particular areas there what what are those if if somebody wanted to submit something to you to see if it was a right fit what are you looking for uh what we're looking for is I would say two different things. One is, I would say a certain quality. We don't want, um, when it comes to a lot of the art wise, we want something that's not stick figures, I guess is the best way to put it. Something that- You don't want Dave drawing it. Yeah, <laughs> that's one way to put it. Um, and the other thing is we want to make sure that the story overall makes sense and it's going in a straight line. You know, it's, you. it may not be the best story, but if, if a reader can go from point A to point B, then that's, a, that's something that we want to encourage and have them work forward with, with, with the continuous work. Okay. Submittal-wise you're looking for a complete book. Uh, yes. Yeah. At least one complete issue. Mm -hmm. One complete issue. Okay. So that's, uh, that's the standard comic book format size, then yep. not a graphic. Okay. I mean, if you have, if they have more then we're open to it, mm -hmm. um, then, it, you know, once we accept, uh, it would go into 
you know, what kind of payment percentages you get from each printed book and even a percentage of the Patreon. Okay. All right. Awesome. Awesome. That's, uh, that's actually quite generous. Uh, and for the fact is I know reading your site and having conversations with you, they get to keep the rights to their characters. Yes. A hundred percent. And yeah, if, they ownership. That, yeah. if they feel that, you know, it's not for them, uh, they can immediately say, Hey, uh, we want to move on. We want to do our own. We want to sell our own book. We want to do this, you know, no hard feelings. We'll, we'll sell the rest of what we have uh, print wise. We'll take it off Patreon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll, we'll be done with that. Okay. All right. No, 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 no harm, no foul, you know? Yeah. Under- yeah. But you, you've opened the doors up, so to speak, to people out there. Again, I guess the point is, they've got to have a good rock solid book character thought out and done so that uh, you're not, you're not working through a, a brand new concept of a guy that comes out with one page synopsis. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. We, we, you know, uh, I think most average like 18 to 20 pages for a first issue. And if you have that ready to go, you know, something we, we have to have something that's uh sellable for it all works out for all of us you know and i know of course you guys are busy with your own lines and you're traveling so uh you know i know <laughs> you don't have 24 hours a day to do <laughs> just some middles I mean, we have about 23 <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm pretty sure your days are usually filled up to 24 if not more <laughs> yeah there's always something i need to do and, and then that's it takes up a lot of time I mean, okay. Well, guys, I'm going to ask because we're, we're running out of time here. Anything else you would like to add that we haven't talked about, we haven't covered? Uh, there might be uh, uh, one or two. Um, for future projects, we have about four right now that are in production. One is Harrier or Wardens 2, uh, Harrier 5. Blurry two. We got another uh, hero that'll be coming, which is Beats. Um, number one and we had another one coming that's called straight up villain along with uh flurry number two <laughs> wow you yeah that's a lot that's good okay so anything else we're sort of like 7-eleven we may not be doing business but we're always open <laughs> <laughs> thank you dave <laughs> okay all right so if nothing else besides don't pickles out of a vending machine. <laughs> hey, man. Jen, you've got you your hands full there, girl. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys, Jen, yes. I want to say thank you and appreciate the time you guys taken to come on the show because obviously you guys are busy. <laughs> hey, no problem. Thank you for having us. We're, yes, thank yeah, you. We love you. it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're going to, we're going to sign off here. We have had a chance to sit here and talk with Fate Comics out of St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, again, my hometown. It's great catching up with you guys. It'd be great to catch up with you again. So, everyone, uh, we thank you for listening to another episode of Sci-Fi Verse Science Fiction Studios from the Magic City. So, until next time, stay sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs>